All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Pino. I'm glad you guys could all be with me here on a beautiful Tuesday night. Odyssey Rewind. Go back. You can listen to anything we had to say in the 7 o'clock hour. We started off with a David and Joku discussion, but I really do think David and Joku is going to end up with just an absolutely dynamic year. I'm just I'm convinced of it. With the new offense, I just think this is how this is going to work. If he can stay healthy, that's always the question with David and Joku. But if he can stay healthy, he's out of the doghouse. A lot there. Odyssey app rewind function. But now let's take you to college football. We go to one of my favorites. His name is Pete Futek of College Football News. Joining us here in the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Pete, how you been? Everything's going all right. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We are in the, uh, I mean, it's the downtime right now, but we're ramping up here. You getting excited for football season to be back? I'm, yeah. You know, especially on tonight where it's like, okay, it's the all-star game. I'm like, I I feel like a sports guy. I need to watch it and I don't really want to. (laughs) So like, it's like, all right, I'm ready for like training camp. There's a rhythm to the year. I'm ready for pro training camps to get started. I'm ready for the cycle to kick in. We're a couple weeks away. Uh, but, yeah, I am ready for all this stuff to happen. You know, let me ask you before we get into, like, Ohio State and some of the Northwestern stuff. I, I was talking to Ari Wasserman last week, and Ari was telling me how college football right now with the transfers, he's like, he'll watch games. And he'll be like, I know I should know that this person transferred there, but I have no idea. Like, it's just too many people, too many programs, too many transfers. Are you having a hard time with that, too? I, who is Ari Wasserman not getting? Because it's not like there's like, like you kind of know the you kind of know the big guys, right? I mean, like you, you sort of can kind of know that. All right, Keaton Slovis is now a BYU quarterback, and you know, sure, there's there's a lot of like mid-level names who are you know, if you're a real total geek college football guy, you kind of know, but like. It, for the most part, no. It's like, like last year, you knew Caleb Williams was at USC. That's kind of all you needed to know. And when it comes to the transfer portal, just kind of assume, do it in bulk, and just kind of know that okay, Colorado is basically all transfers. So start with that, <laughs> and know that USC, they didn't quite do for defense what they did for offense last year, but they basically brought in an entirely new defensive front. So individuals, now nah, you might not know them, but just know that they're like six guys who are going to crank it up up front for them. So, okay. uh, but yes, you're right. On the quarterback level, it is going to be a little, if you're, if you're a, if you're an average fan to mid-level fan, yeah, it's going to be kind of weird. Like, wait a minute. I always got, you know, Kate McNamara. Wasn't he on like Michigan <laughs> or something? So there's a lot of that going on. Okay. That makes me feel a lot better. Um, wait, so, so Cade McNamara, is a, he's at Iowa now. Is that right? Oh, just oh, try this, try the SEC, you know, like, and like all over the place. Actually quarterbacks, if you know the quarterbacks, you're okay. Like DJ Uyengalale is going to be really good this year for Oregon State. You know, try to go to the SEC. Graham Mertz kind of failed out at Wisconsin. He's not at Florida. You know, uh, Lane Kiffin has like 19 different guys, transfer guys at quarterback uh, at Ole Miss. Wisconsin's got about 32 of them. So basically, like, there's a lot of a lot of funky stuff happening out there. We well, brought Michigan to the table. Let's talk about him for a second. Uh, I saw new rankings on CBS, and I want to know where yours are. Uh, it said Jim Harbaugh jumped Ryan Day after Michigan's consecutive wins over Ohio State. If you were to, you could only hire one, Harbaugh or Day, to run a program for the next five years. Pete, who are you choosing? The problem with that, I'm, I'm sorry to spoil the fun of the, the, the concept. We were just having fun here. But you kind of have to NASCAR this thing. Like, you have to say, okay, are, are they running the same program? 
You know, are they at the same spot? Because the thing about Ryan Day is, okay, yeah, he's lost to Harbaugh in each of the last two years, but he's also had kind of a historically amazing start. He's actually, Urban Meyer is the only Ohio State coach who's had a better first three years, four years, whatever it's been, run than Ryan Day has had. Now, there's the two losses to Michigan. There's no national championships in that mix. But if you look at what Ryan Day's done, I mean, the losses have been like the national championship, you know, to Michigan mm-hmm. teams that turned out to be amazing. They're, they're not losing to Indiana. You know, they're not losing to anybody's stuff. So the, the, the problem with doing coaching rankings like that is, yeah, okay, if you're, you know, if you're in Alabama and you have a $25 million coaching staff, you can probably pluck about 100 different guys and be pretty good there. You know, and if you're Ohio State and you've got this machine going where you have all these five stars coming in, then, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of easier to, to work that system. Uh, so I guess I get fine. I've always been a Harbaugh apologist and always said even before, you know, winning, beating Ohio State does not make him technically a better head coach. I was always a great head coach. But a uh, long-winded, pretentious way of saying, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think the hard part for me in that discussion is that I know, I know Ryan Day can do it at Ohio State. I don't know that he can do it elsewhere. I know Jim Harbaugh can. He's done it in a multitude of places, right? I, I don't know if Ryan Day didn't have the factory that is Ohio State if he's got the 2024 recruiting class like he just currently landed. Yeah, the problem with the, this conversation as well is, like like you said, you can't get the same guys you know, to go to, I don't know, let's say he's at Washington State as opposed to Ohio State. You know, you're not going to get the, the same guys. And you know, from X's and O's standpoint, yeah, uh, these guys are all very, very good, but Look, at the end, the, the other part of this thing, too, which deserves more credit than we're giving it, is, yeah, you're right, it's Ohio State. It kind of recruits itself to a certain extent. But at the same time, he's the one doing it. Like, recruiting is 78% of the battle. Look, at, is Kirby mm-hmm. Smart, you know, Bill Belichick? I don't know, but he's got – the guy's got, like, 35-star recruits every single year for the last 10 years. And it turns out that – makes you pretty good so in a college game the ability to be able to recruit the talent there that's most of the battle and give ryan day credit for being able to still keep that going because it's not a given you know it's not you know you've seen you know, power programs like you know nebraska used to be a power program florida state's still trying to bounce back mm-hmm. you know it's all you know texas still can't come back you know all these other programs that should be as good as ohio state and aren't it's not quite as easy as that but uh, give him credit for being able to take what Irvin uh, kicked in overdrive and uh, keep it all going. Pete Vutek, College Football News, joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Let me ask you this. This was not a popular take that I had. I just I need your opinions on it. Um, <laughs> if, if okay, so you're, you're deflecting it so I'll take some of the, uh, the uh, uh, fire here. from. I, I feel like in, in reading you for as long as I've read you, I feel like you might actually be on board with this one, where I feel like oh. sometimes you go against the grain, and that's what I like about you. And this feels very against the grain, but it feels like I might be able to get you on board. So, oh, I am the grain. Let's start with that. <laughs> I am the grain. Do you, so, Ohio State versus Michigan with no divisions is going to be a big move, right? So, back to back weeks, though, is what it could potentially end up being. You could have Ohio State versus Michigan, and then the next week, Ohio State versus Michigan. In back to back weeks, I feel like this actually devalues one of the best matchups in sports. And I actually don't like the idea of. Uh, divisions being gone then because of that. But are they going to actually do that though? I mean, are they going to? Can't you just kind of make it not the last game and kind of make it the second to last or third to last? But they never uh, do that. My, so uh, here, not only will I take your, you know, the the fire that you're taking on that, and 
uh, I will actually take it on all myself. <laughs> I, who Michigan, Ohio State? Yeah, I know it's every you know the fans care. I know it's the biggest thing, and you know I know there's a, a trust me. There is I got into way too many arguments about saying, hey, look, you do realize Ohio State's going to win the national championship. Oh yeah, but we lost to Harbaugh, like <laughs> like that group. Get over the Michigan thing if you're Ohio State. Win the national title. Look, if No Ruggles doesn't, you know, hook that thing into the lumber yard, they're winning the national title last year. They would have won the national I, he, championship. You and I both know that, but there's Ohio State fans out there that don't. They they care about beating Michigan more than they care about winning a national well, title. Well, then they can't. They can't be helped, and you just have to let them go on their <laughs> way. Give them a shiny thing of tinfoil and let them have fun. Like, I can't. You can't help them. But I get it. I totally get it because, you know, look, Michigan people are annoying. Trust me. All my best. I like five really good friends, and I don't like them who <laughs> are into Michigan because they, they will tell I know you went to Michigan. I visited you there. I'm aware of this. You don't have to keep telling me you went to Michigan. Um, so I get it. And from that standpoint, no one wants to lose to their rival because it's annoying. And there's a disturbance in the force when that stuff happens. So I, 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 I do knock it from a national perspective. I, do, I think that the, the total prize is if you're Ohio State, win the national title. Who cares how the sausage was made? But I do get it. Uh, but to, to your direct question, the back-to-back week, I'm with you. Where this is going to get even weirder, and this is where everyone's going to have to recalibrate is, try that both games are devalued. Because once we get to an expanded college football playoff, all you got to do is finish in the top 11, and you're going to get in this thing. So uh, I know there's going to be something about getting in the top four, winning the Big Ten championship, and probably getting a bye week. That's going to matter. Uh, but, you know, going forward, we're going to have to kind of kind of reconfigure what we think about as being a success and not being a success. Uh, Pete, explain to me whether or not you agree with Pat Fitzgerald and what happened with Northwestern or whether you, uh, I just need your, your thoughts, basically. I'm going to leave it very open-ended because, to be honest, Pete, I don't know that much about the story. I've read as much as I can, sure. but I really don't know nearly as much as you do here. Uh, at the ver- to break it all down, basically there was a hazing incident, and it's gone further than that where you've got other, you know, culture question marks coming into play. Uh, Fitzgerald vehemently has denied it. Said, I didn't know anything about this where you could either go where, look, you're, you are Northwestern University football, athletics, how did you not know this? And if you don't, that's a problem. And if you did, that's a problem. And did it happen? Then you have parts of the uh, this team saying, well, I never saw this happening. But there's a whole lot of guys who said, yeah, I saw it, it happened. So it's just a whole lot of ugliness happening at Northwestern. And so if it's, where this gets weird is it's Pat Fitzgerald, the guy is absolutely synonymous with all things Northwestern. Everyone liked him for the, you know, the reason that he's the guy. You talk, we talked before about, you know, if you're to NASCAR this and say, you know, what, do you, what, would you, what, would, what would Pat Fitzgerald do with the resources and the recruiting ability of Ohio State? Well, that would be very, very interesting. So they liked him from that. But, look, if this stuff actually happened, it's not Penn State, it's not Baylor, it's not one of those – you know, really horrific type of things. But it's, it's, a, it's a bad enough look for Northwestern where, yes, it's, you, you move on because it's a, it makes your university look bad. And he hired a big-time law firm. It's probably going to sue to try to get his name and reputation back after this. And it's just a whole lot of ugly right now off the field, all the while remembering that on it that Northwestern has gone 1-8 and eight in the Big Ten in three of the last four years, <laughs> with the outlier being 2020 when – 
you know, it was my running gag. How do you know the Big Ten is down while Northwestern's in the Big Ten championship? So <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stuff happening all at once here in Northwestern, a place that's not exactly, you know, Ohio State or Michigan when it comes to football powerhouses. Does he ever get to coach again? Yeah, you know how this plays out. Look, Hugh Freeze is coaching at Auburn. Like, yeah. people, for, people don't care. You know, people, it, it, yes, it's bad, but again, it's not like it's, it's not like the Baylor situation. It's, it's not going to be a stain necessary. It's just an ugly thing. So you know how this goes. He goes and becomes an unpaid assistant sitting in the back of the room for Saban or somebody, you know, or, you know, Kirby Smart and uh, something like that for the next, you know, half a year. And then he gets, he, he's going to be the number one draft pick when it comes to defensive coordinators. You know, every NFL team, every college team is going to want Pat Fitzgerald as their defensive coordinator because he will be a god and then three years from now, he takes you know, a pretty decent-sized uh, Power 5 program from somewhere and takes it over and makes it his. Pete, it's always a pleasure talking to you. It's good to hear your voice, especially because I know that means college football is right around the corner. Thank you for uh, always being generous with, with your time and uh, giving us a few minutes here. Thank you, Pete. Anytime. Have a good one. Uh, you too. Pete Fietzek right there, College Football News. Great stuff, as always. I've been reading him for a million years. He's just a uh, – he was on today, wasn't he? <laughs> he cracks me up. Uh, we'll talk about what he had to say within Ohio State, and I, I, I'm going to come to a defense of Ryan Day. That's what I'm going to do, and I didn't ask this to Pete because it didn't feel right in the moment, but I want your input on it as well. 216-474-0092. People who root for colleges they have no tie to in any way. Is that okay, or is that something that's a red flag? We'll do it all next. Fan Focus coming your way at 9 o'clock. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with the other fan.